Hello, good people. Welcome back to the Talking Life podcast with Sunny and Ryan. It's a Christmas special. It's the Christmas break and we're feeling positive. We've got good vibes in on the podcast today. Ryan, how are you today? Merry Christmas. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. I'm feeling good, brother. A week off so far. I've got three weeks off. Christmas vibes are good. You know, we've got the lights behind me just trying to fill out fill out the area. The, the Christmas day has come and, and it was enjoyable. How How was your day? How, it was a different year for us, but how was it for you, Sunit? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I love the energy. That's the kind of energy I want to hear during the Christmas break. Uh, but yeah, for me, it was it was another good Christmas, even though it's been, like you said, a weird year. Christmas for me, it was, it was still, I think Christmas was as normal, you know, so business as usual for me. You know, cosy times with the family. As you can see, I was very cosy this Christmas. Got a nice fluffy hoodie on that I got is, for Christmas. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. is that is, was that a gift from Santa? Yeah, it might be a little gift from Santa Claus, you know, a little cosy thing. But uh, but yeah, it was good, good vibes, you know, good. Just, yeah, I'd say business as usual for me. And I was happy that this year didn't affect Christmas, the actual Christmas day for me, which was good. How about you? Yeah, to be honest... My Christmas over the last few years has been just our family. Like we've done, it used to be where you had to get loads of stress and everyone's cooking dinner. Where we, our family kind of said, "Okay, let's just do Christmas dinner at our own in houses, and then we'll go and see everybody in the evening." This year we couldn't, obviously, so it was just a super chill day, which was actually nice because there's no pressure to go and feel like, "Oh, we have to go somewhere else." We could just hang here and and get it done. It was more so. The Christmas Eve that you kind of miss out on and like going to the pub and seeing everyone and having a drink around Christmas and now this in between time between Christmas and New Year in which there's no restaurants open, there's no pubs open, there's like what do we do here? We're still in this kind of like it's it feels like a lockdown but it's not. Mm, yeah I mean that's why I would like I specify that Christmas Day wasn't affected by this whole year but definitely you're right this period now it just feels like what I was sitting there yesterday, I was thinking, actually, what am I actually doing these days now? And what do we do? Because normally, like I said, yeah, this is the time where you go out, maybe a few restaurants, go meet some friends, catch up. But no, we're just, just living normal lives. This is like every day, like nothing's happening. <laughs> like, what is actually going on? But at least Christmas Day, because just like you, I'm similar. We, for the past couple of years now, we've just done it with our family. So like I said, it's, it's, it's was just nice and chilled and no real stress like you said to, to really go do anything we kind of was forced into a situation where we can we just had to chill together which was nice i feel like that's what christmas should be anyway isn't it just yeah together, really. so today's a christmas special and uh, of course before we get into all the christmasy thing i've i've got to make a pause right here <laughs> for everyone i told you something was coming i told you something was coming i told Sunny. he said okay i'm ready i'm waiting and, and from what I hear, Sunit got the whole family involved. I did indeed. I, so did indeed. I, I, I need to hear your review, brother. I need to hear the review. Yeah, definitely. Well, first of all, for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, Ryan, why don't you just quickly give a little brief description of what you actually went and did with the BBC? So earlier this year, in this world of, of craziness, managed to get across to America and managed to get engaged. That is the short story for anybody who's wondering. You can watch the original video I made, which is on YouTube, called Surprise Proposal. Now, that video managed to get in front of someone at the BBC at some point, and about a month ago, I got an email, <laughs> BBC inquiry. And you know, my email's not that interesting, I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Usually it's just, it's just sales some reminders it's, yeah. it's it's nothing of importance so i was like okay what is this am i getting spammed here mm. but he said i'm doing a story on people who have got long distance relationships bi-national couples and it's trying to focus on someone who's already been able to manage to travel this year and visit their partner and someone who's trying to get come together at christmas seeing your video would you like to be interviewed so i did an interview on zoom because we couldn't we were in lockdown at the time and then we ended up 
I ended up going down to London when I was in the same weekend I was picking up Elena and we did another interview there and they kind of filmed me picking up Elena from the airport and that was it I didn't know what really what what was gonna like I just said this is gonna be on the BBC travel show and I really wasn't told anything I was quite surprised how much I wasn't told I wasn't gonna told that any of my video would be used in in the actual segment of the actual feature but um yeah just before Christmas episode came out about kind of highlighting love is not tourism the website the Facebook page in which um helped me get get across and gave, gave me information and um it was a cool little segment it was a cool little segment actually I went into watching that because obviously you know gave me a little text on me you know what, what channel it was on and what time and I, I was ready to roast I was going to ask you right I was ready to go in <laughs> I had a notebook out and I was like I need to get this out I need to get this guy on the podcast. I was, I was looking at any little thing I could get at, any little thing. But I was pleasantly surprised, to be honest. I, I thought BBC did a great job, by the way, with editing it and like mixing in the blog with then the in, your sort of one-to-one interview and sort of going back and forth. And also, even though I've actually seen the original YouTube blog that you did um, way back when in, in the summer, like when you already posted it, I actually forgot how good of a story it was like you literally quarantine in Croatia for 14 days on your own just you and your laptop going for I'm assuming daily walks or whatever that's actually a mad story and I, when I, even when I was watching the YouTube one I was obviously I was interested more in the sort of the blog because you do like really good travel vlogs so I was more interested in how you how you sort of edited it and that and I actually forgot that the story that I'm watching right now is actually pretty interesting and when I was watching it again on B, when BBC was sort of playing out the story, I was like, wow, this is actually very interesting. And yeah, obviously, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a homeboy, I'm a supporter, so I've got the whole family in, sitting <laughs> around the TV, all watching it. I'll tell you, they were all impressed. My dad was very impressed. You know, he was very impressed to see how you went about doing it. They did want to see the YouTube vlog a bit more, so I'm going to have to eventually show them the actual proposal, which I will get to. But yeah, I, honestly, I, tried, I was looking, I was like, like, where can I roast him? I was looking at the clothing. I was the way, I thought you might be a little more nervous. I was surprised at how confident you were in the interview. That's what I was trying to get at you. I was like, hey, this guy's going to be sweating. <laughs> big, big BBC camera lights in his face. There's definitely going to be a little stutter here or a little bead of sweat here. But no, you're cool, calm and composed. I've got to give it to you. Wow. Appreciate it. Appreciate the energy there. And <laughs> it was the energy I had to bring because if I'm being honestly on the experience, it was a strange experience. Yeah. I was expecting, you know, this guy to kind come in and make me comfortable. <laughs> that wasn't the case. <laughs> that wasn't the case. I was having to recruit my own energy. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you peaked the easy shit. It was a, a, a solid, but coming soon, everybody. You know, you've got the branding spot on. To be honest, I saw it. It was front and center, easy. No one could miss that. Coming soon. So. Um, yeah, it's good. Go watch it, anybody. It's um, it's on the iPlay, but it's also on YouTube now. Just type in BBC Travel Show, episode 51, Socially Distanced Santa. And I'm near the end. There's three kind of features in it. It's the third feature. Go watch it. You've got so much time this Christmas. I know you have. And listen, if, if you do watch it and you do see something in which I could roast Ryan on, please let me know. Please let me know because I'm happy to come on the podcast if I know you all and feedback your opinions on what Ryan did. And hopefully we've got something against him because I need to. I need some fuel. It's been, I think it was seven podcasts in now, Ryan. I, I need to get something on you. you you've had a lot of you, you've had a lot of little moments <laughs> come for me and you think you thought I've forgotten. I haven't. It's all up here. It's, it's locked up. in there. It's locked in there. Will you better hurry up because <laughs> I tell you, I'm coming every week. So tell me, how are you feeling your time though in, in this period? We are in this weird limbo period. You are you can't really go out and do much. I know your family is back home now. What are you doing with your days? Are you, are you actually are you able, are you making the most of it? You're just saying, let me just chill out. Like this is my time now, back home, back in Nottingham. Let me take this and just chill out. Or are you doing something different? Like how, how are you structuring that? I would say definitely in the form. I'm 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 chilling out. I'm I'm relaxing, but the main thing we're, I think, are focusing on right now is just doing as much as I can with my family this this year. We're doing a lot more together. Now, obviously, mm. we spend Christmas Day together. And we do we, we do spend time together, but because now that you know all the kids, all me and my siblings, have all kind of fled the nest or in the process of fleeing the nest, right? This is obviously these sort of moments, are obviously, way more important. So 
we are doing a lot more together, especially this year, because this year, my brother's only really here for, for a short period and he has to go back to work. Um, so it's like, when he is here, now that he is here, we're doing a lot more together. So a lot more family, movie nights, a lot more just chilling. Debates are happening around the, the dinner table. Like, <laughs> if, you know, if, you, if anyone knows me and how loud and talkative I am, um, my family's just as bad. So if you, good luck trying to get a word in when we're around the table. I'm telling you, it gets loud, it gets passionate. So yeah, just spend a lot more time together. I'll tell you, that's the only real difference. But yeah, definitely chilling. What about you? Yeah, I'm the same. I mean, there's not as much as I'm trying to to do something else crazy. There's it. Everything is just pushing me to just say, chill out. <laughs> you know, you've got the time. You every week you're stressing with work and stuff. Why now am I trying to? Kill myself doing something else yeah so i have been trying to take it so but also still trying to get it in keep active and make it more productive as we go along but like you say it's it is more about spending time with people than with elena being here my dad's in nigeria so he's already doing his christmas but just the rest of us making sure it counts and that, that that's important important to know it to know really and, and a good point um Let's move on to how we're going to kind of structure this vlog today, because it is a Christmas special. And we, we kind of want to walk through this Christmas day. We want to walk through the different elements of, of, of Christmas and kind of just discuss the different parts, how they affect us, where, where our favourites are in these things yeah. and, just, and just break it down. Because while everything else has changed, as Sunit mentioned, Christmas day didn't change this year. Still the same, it's still the same thing. Mm. So let, let, let's kick off. Well, I think Christmas morning. I think we had a little brief discussion. And our Christmases are quite similar. But I'm pretty sure people listening probably won't have as similar as our Christmases. So we be interested to see what people actually, um, how other people's Christmas are structured. But I think for both of us, for me in particular, Christmas morning is always the same. Wake up, upstairs presents get opened <laughs> immediately 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 Whoa. we don't mess around we don't mess around are you, are, you, are, you, are you tapping on your brother's shoulder to get him up or what's happening there it's uh the mother is normally give, gives us the wake-up call guys get up because we have an upside down house so when you yeah. go in you go downstairs so the bedroom's on the bottom floor which is strange for a lot of people but she will stand at the top of the stairs and t- get upstairs that's the call <laughs> She's excited. Excited. She's excited. <laughs> get upstairs now. That is the call <laughs> that we normally get. And we are up, brush, brush our teeth, get upstairs, ready to open the presents. No coffee, no breakfast. It's just in. First thing, let's get so, going. In my household, we mean business. <laughs> Present, nothing comes before presents. We get the presents open. We, the thing, I think the, the, the thought process is you want to start the day on a positive, enjoyed, enjoyment atmosphere. Everyone's happy, you know what I mean? So let's get the day going by opening presents. Okay. So but are you not are you not kind of taking the ele- the, the the suspense away a little bit? Well, another thing about my family is we don't like we're impatient. Very <laughs> <laughs> So we could care less about suspense. Right? We want to get in the presents, we want to open them as quickly as possible. All right. And sometimes we would think, yo, should we just do it the night before? That with the craziest things out sometimes. <laughs> It's getting late on that Christmas Eve. I think we do it now. Obviously, you always say no, but the conversation always happens. We just we just want to go. We're ready. Wow. What well, about say, you? So so tell me yours then. What are you doing differently to me? What so, could be all the presents? This suspense in our household always <laughs> has been. <laughs> always has been. It changed a little bit. I tell you, when we were younger, okay, me me and my brother were, were, were waking up on Christmas morning. We're excited. We have the energy that the Kashyap family seem to have. We're ready, we're down there. But the parents are being slow. Oh, no. They're holding up. They're saying, let's just have breakfast first. Let's just have a coffee first. And that suspense builds and builds and builds. And sometimes we've even waited till after the family visits, which is a painful situation. Wow. But over the last few years, as age has come, up, has, has come upon us, you know, Christmas Eve has played a huge role in this is because usually our tradition is to go down to the local uh, beer establishment yeah. and enjoy ourselves. <laughs> and so that's usually um, 
came out in a late return on Christmas morning and also provided a late wake up time on Christmas Day. So it has been a slow progression in getting up, getting ready, getting to those Christmas presents. So there's always kind of a moment on that Christmas morning in which someone's a bit more ready than the other people and they're like, are we going to open these yet? And everyone's like, nah, let's just hold off the suspense a bit. Man. <laughs> there's almost an element of that the suspense is better than what's actually in the gifts. I mean, sometimes that is true. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that's the your household for you. Um, that's a good point, actually. I forgot that Christmas Eve is definitely, you know, one. I, I actually never have done this. I know that a lot of people do Christmas Eve, go to go to the pub, wherever, get smashed, have a good time with, with friends and family, and then getting pretty late. I've never ever done that to this day. Um, is it excited about Christmas? I, it's just one of those where I just don't really. I can't be bothered to be have a hangover on Christmas morning. I really can't be asked for it. Mm. I'd just rather not. I'd just rather go to bed, at, like. Sober and have a, just a Christmas where I can just feel I, I, the idea of having a headache on Christmas stresses me out. I want to be completely, you know, free of any sort of infections, disease, whatever. I just want to be completely 100% sober, no illness whatsoever, ready. I told you the energy we bring on Christmas is different. I can see that through, through the way you're talking. <laughs> I mean, and I can completely get, understand it. It's not nice to wake up on Christmas Day, a day which is supposed to be for family and chilling and to feel to feel ill. Yeah. But at the same time, which is kind of funny with this year and there being no, you know, everyone having to stay away and socially distance, because usually the scene is a small pub such as the Stratford and West Bridgeford, in which... It's the size of this room I'm in right now, which, if anyone's wondering, is a box. <laughs> and there's a hundred people in there from all over the place, <laughs> just having a good time, squashed, squashed in, trying to have a drink. Yeah. And, and that's the kind of energy that I like. Everybody off. Everybody knows that nobody's got work tomorrow. I mean, don't get me wrong, I've, I have massive FOMO. I mean, I, I, sometimes I do think, ah, oh, because the pub that's closest to my, or, or, um, my friends go is, is literally up my road. I would say it's probably around about a five-minute walk. So it's just there. And I'm just, I always think, oh, should I just go? Should I just quickly? But for some reason, I just always think, you know what? I'd rather not. I don't know. Just sack it off every time. That's all right. We're, we're all entitled to our own decisions in this life. But let's get to the presents. Yes. Okay? <laughs> because to me, the fact that you your family is so ready to get in those presents mm. tells me that you're receiving some good gifts. That there's a tradition in your house of getting some good gifts. There's a tradition, yeah. I would say there's a tradition in my house of getting good gifts, but there's also a false narrative, I would say, <laughs> that I get the best gifts. Oh! Yeah, uh, there's normally a little bit of um, contention from the older brother. Because you're the baby of the family there, right? I am the baby of the family. I'm the youngest. Um, so, obviously, that's a good argument to make, straight off the bat. You know, my brother straight away has an argument, no matter what. He has an argument. You're doing this. Obviously, you're going to get flooded with the most presents, right? And the be best quality presents. But I actually always make the difference between just because I normally get the most. Fair enough, I'll give that. I'll give that I normally do get the most presents. But the quantity of presents doesn't always mean that you win Christmas in terms no. of presents. The quality has to be there. Now, I'll be honest, the quality is also there for me as well. But, <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, so is his. And so is my sisters. I feel like they just like to prey on the fact that I get more. So, okay, so let me ask you, is is your family a surprise or is it, here's my Christmas list. This is what I want. Is it, it, or is it, it I depends, love these surprises. Yeah, it depends on the year really. Sometimes like I'm I'm ready with, with a list, like, but they don't have to, they don't have to do all of it. It's just all more of a, like a hint. It's not like, you, you don't even have to get what's specific on that list. But if you get something in the genre of what, the list goes down then you can still surprise me but to be honest as the years go on like the lists don't, just don't happen anymore and it's just literally a surprise you know which makes it harder but obviously it, it's obviously a lot more fun when you're opening it so nowadays yeah definitely like this year I didn't give a single hint I didn't even know what I wanted so I was like mm -hmm. you know what you do you find me a present and I'll, and I'll see but the thing about me is I am very easy to buy for because I like everything <laughs> I like everything like, like especially when it comes to COVID like it's very easy. My family obviously know me, know what I like. It's very yeah. easy to buy for me at Christmas. Get me an oversized hoodie or jumper all day long. Call it a day. 
I don't care what it is. I might have four already. I'll take more. I'll take more happily. You're so just I, grateful. I'm just, I'm, just a, I'm just a good person. And that's a, that's a key ingredient for Christmas. If you're a person who's just willing to accept, people will want to buy for you. Maybe that's the reason, Sunit, that yeah, you're my, getting the biscuits. I mean, you know, tell my brother that. Tell my brother that. Because one thing about my family is that we're very straight talkers, right? And um, that, doesn't, that doesn't stop showing the, the present department, especially the mother. I'm telling you. <laughs> First of all, we've been doing Secret Santa for the past two years. Okay. And we realised that this year, we actually, every person got the exact same person we had last year, which is a bit annoying. Um, okay. But, but it is what it is. So I had my mother on both years. Mm. And if anyone knows my mum, wow, she will let you know that she's not happy with the present. <laughs> <laughs> straight away. No hesitation. If she's not feeling what you buy her, it's a straight, ah, okay, yeah, so, all right, I guess. I guess <laughs> that's all there is if I have it, you know what I mean? But she will let you know if she, and she is the worst person to buy for. But past two years I've had her, I bought for her and I've smashed it out of the park, right? So therefore, not only am I grateful for the presents I receive, I am also an incredible gift giver. Wow. So. I tell you, it's, to, be a, to be a good gift giver, my, my approach has always just been, for how rare Christmas is or to give gifts, mm really in life, unless you are a very charitable person and good for you, <laughs> it's always easier to just go a bit beyond, above and beyond. Mm. Just spend that little extra, get it done and get it off your case. Don't, don't be thinking about how can I just fit this into my this. Just just spend a little bit extra. Just get it done and everybody be happy. You'll feel good, they'll feel good. Keep the energy alive this Christmas. But I tell me is there a time, I just, we're talking all these good positive energy. When, when, when's the time in which there's been a bad Christmas gift? Have so, you got a story? Because I, I, let me tell you mine first. Yeah, you go yours, you go. You know, and this is, this is kind of harsh. <laughs> it is also true. It was about 10 years ago. It was a Christmas morning, slightly wet outside, raining. And here I am excited for Christmas Day. I'm young, I woke up with the energy of the Cash App family, I ran downstairs, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I've touched my brother on the shoulder, I said, get up, let's get downstairs, let's get, let's get ready for this. <laughs> my brother's opened his Christmas gift first. Mm. He's received an iPod Nano, brand new, red, just started to have the little square dial and the, and the little circle thing, it was the red edition. And I look at this, I think, wow, look at this gift for him. <laughs> you know, he's a younger brother, so maybe something's going on here. Maybe there's a theme. So I'm like, ooh, what have I got? Now, there's a bit of a backstory before we get into what did I actually open. Now, a few weeks earlier, I've wrote my list. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so hold on, you're, you're a list giver then? Is that every year? No, no. You know, we're not, we're not a huge gift-giving family period okay but sometimes you have to try and provide some some basic hints yeah so i've i've wrote a list and i've and i've said okay there's a range here there's a range of things that are a bit crazy i'm never gonna get never will get but i put it on there just in case just in case something a miracle happens that's a perfect list that's a perfect list to me i put i put something in there just like yeah i need this and i put something in there that you like you know what this might be practical it might be a good gift for me. It might be actually useful. And um, I bet mum and dad enjoy buying me that. So I wrote this list and then a week goes by and I'm sat looking at my list and I'm looking at one of the things I've wrote down there. And I'm thinking, if I open that on Christmas morning, how would I feel? <laughs> <laughs> and after 20 minutes deliberation, I scribbled, the, I scribbled it off. Okay. I scribbled off this one item off the list. I thought, yep, yeah, that was a good thought, but let, let's park that for another time. Anyway, we're back to Christmas morning. <laughs> I come to open the gift and I come to find out that my scribble was too late. Oh, wow. Okay. A caveat has been thrown in by my mum. I'm sorry. 
I saw that you had already scribbled this off your list, but I hope it's OK. Oh, no, that is word you do not want to hear on Christmas morning. At this moment, I, I take a seat back. I thought <clears throat> <laughs> I get my smiling face on. <laughs> That's in the mirror. <laughs> I open the gift and right in front of me is a brand new DAB radio. OK. You know, a practical gift. And at the time, you've got to think DAB is kind of different. Mm. It also has a space for it for an iPod. Yep. To which I don't own. <laughs> well, <your> brother does. <laughs> and you know, I can start listening to one extra. I can start listening to you know, not just the FMs and the AMs, which which sounds really old school. But I'm a person who likes to listen. Well, I did at the time like to listen before I go to sleep. I like to listen to radio. So I've got this. You know, I'm happy. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for it. The day goes on and I see GK just walking around the house <laughs> with this new iPod, flaunting it in my face. We go see my cousins. This iPod continues to get distributed around the family. Yeah. Look at this thing. Look at this thing. And in me, that seed is growing. Damn DAB radio. Damn DAB radio. <laughs> And you know what? It turned out to be a fantastic gift. I used it loads. Yeah. It was it was it was it was great. But I learned a lesson that day. Scribble Don't, rush. <laughs> Don't rush. Slow touch. <laughs> That's good. So on the day, you were having doubts, but it turned out to be a decent present. It turned out to be a decent present. Yes, I'll take it. I, I, I'm always grateful for any gift. Okay, but on yeah, the day, fine. there was a bit of a a bit, a bit of a, a hurt there. <laughs> but that's a nice positive end to it, to be honest. But you know what? I'd say, in terms of a bad experience for me, really, it probably. I think it's worse when you have siblings, especially siblings of the same gender, because normally, when like with me and my brother, right, there would be some presents that we get that are similar. Like, yeah, my mum. Like, you obviously get your main presents, and they get some filler presents, right? And within the filler presents, my mum might go to the same place and get the same thing, but in two different colours or the same thing and do different styles, right? Yeah. So for me, that's where it's like, okay, now we're in competition. Because <laughs> <laughs> now I can compare and contrast who's got the best one. And that's where you start working, okay, who's actually won in this then? Have you, are you be, is this your present better than mine? Do I want yours? Right? That's really where the bad present for me comes. I've never, I don't think I've ever actually had a present where I'm like, well, that's, that's not great. There's some filler presents where I, where I look at it and like I don't really need them, but they're filler presents. It's not my main presents. Yeah. So they, yeah. I, like I'm, I, for me, I just can't stand it when you used to get those aftershave and deodorant box sets. Like I don't need an aftershave. I, I can. That's not a present to me. I can get that during the year. I, like, I would like to be smelling nice throughout the whole year, so I'm I'm gonna have deodorant and aftershave. I don't need a full box set. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Your um, your account see when he's come up now. You're buying your own boxes. You know, actually, funny story about a box set. Like, in terms of, I mean, I'm, I'm exposing myself here. But I was talking about me being a good gift giver. But one time, at an old workplace, I won't mention the name of that particular work establishment. However, we were doing Secret Santa, okay? And I had someone, I was the youngest in the, um, in the workspace, right? And I'd only just been there for a few months, so I was still getting my bearings of who people were. Now, I actually, my, my the person who I was getting a gift for was a lot older than me female, a lot older than me, at, at that point, at the age I was and the experience I had, I really did not know what to get a person like this. So I went with the standard Boots box set. <laughs> boots box set. Um, it, I mean, it, it looked pretty good, though. I was like, this looks quite this looks quite good. Decent price range, right, within within budget. Yeah. It's got, got all the bells and whistles, got some soaps in there, some, some face creams, a couple of sprays. I was like, okay, this leaves like it does the job, right? And I wrapped my gift, I put it in the middle of the... Um, table in the kitchen where we, where we used to sit and we're this is about a few days before Christmas now I'm about to go for my Christmas break and I'm just short talking and the person who I'm getting the gift is in the room okay mm. and she's talking with three other people I'm just there just kind of in the conversation not really listening and they're talking about um previous secret silence that they've done okay and they're, they're bitching about the presents they've got and they're, they're the, one of the other um colleagues they said oh he always gets us these books box sets <laughs> unoriginal and I quote they said the most unoriginal present you could give the secret center if anyone gives that present 
honestly, we just have to tell them this year, it's dead. <laughs> my face when I was listening to this conversation, my mouth dropped. A tear almost shed from my eye. I was, I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Luckily, right, I'd clocked the rotor and realised when we were going to be opening the gifts, because it would have been after Christmas, because obviously for the Christmas break, we go away. Yeah. I, I wasn't in. Matter of fact, I wasn't in for another two, three days. <laughs> so I was like, all right, cool, see ya. I was out of it. And I never actually got to be there while my person opened up a gift. I don't want to know what was said. I don't want to know what was said during that moment, but I wasn't there and it was never spoken of again. She didn't say thank you, she didn't say anything. We just moved on with our lives. So that was one of the most awkward moments I've ever had in terms of giving a gift that was dead. Uh, I, I like that. She probably ended up re-gifting that. Yeah. I'm as a boxer and being the opposite side of that. So don't worry, you provided good, you provided <laughs> assistance to Han there. So we've talked presents. Mm. We've kind of got them all. And we both do ours in the morning, roughly, roughly. Yeah. You're straight away. We're kind of chilling out. But next is next is dinner, lunch, as we like to say. Yeah. Are you a standard Christmas Christmas dinner family? Very traditional. We go super traditional with it, but we just make a lot of it. Okay. Yeah. So you tip. Yeah. We, go, we normally go for two meats though. Well, actually, we normally go for three meats. This year we we slacked a little bit. We got two meats: turkey and lamb. We normally okay. do turkey and lamb, and we go for like a little duck or something. I know it's, it's, it's overkill, but we we're, we're an extra family, so that's what we do. Are you putting Yorkshires on there? My mum makes Yorkshires. I'm actually not a Yorkshire fan. Oh. I do not like Yorkshire puddings. I don't feel they add anything to the meal. They're just there. They're dry. Even if you put gravy in them, they have no flavour. Yeah. Blasphemy. Yeah, I'm coming Blasphemy. with that energy today. That is probably, I'm not going to lie, that might be my worst Christmas meal item. You're lying. Said it. So what? So so what are you saying about vegetables? You're enjoying Brussels sprouts. You know what? Yeah, I just I'm just checking. <laughs> you put in you put in Brussels sprouts and carrots above a, a Yorkshire pudding and gravy. I was very if you if you remember what I said, Ryan. I said it might be the worst. Okay, there was a might in there, caveat in it. But you know what? Brussels sprouts. I actually don't mind Brussels sprouts. When I was obviously when I was a kid, and you know our palates aren't refined, we're all hating on Brussels sprouts. You know it's the worst. Everyone complains about it. Actually, my mum does it in a little, she puts some spices in there. She adds a little bit of uh, bacon, uh, rations in there as well, gets a bit of flavour, gets the juices flowing. And I actually don't mind Brussels sprouts. I would, yes, put them above Yorkshire puddings. I'm happy to say that on here. Come at me. Disgusting. That's all I have to say <laughs> about that. Next thing I'll say is, for, for us, we did a di bit different this year. Okay. No turkey. No turkey was on display this year. Yes. And, and I'm, not a bit, I'm not mad about it. You know, I don't. I don't need to have turkey. I don't need to have any particular meat. And let me just tell you my whole food philosophy. You know, I'm not a crazy foodie. Yeah. If you cook something for me, I will eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just grateful something's in front of me. Firstly, mm. but my mom this year wanted to freestyle a little bit, and we went for a nut roast. But yeah, not a nut roast in the style that we're just gonna be vegetarians. Because my mum was like, this is her viewpoint, was that her favourite things are everything around like the pigs in blankets, the parsnips or the gravy, all the little trimmings that go along with it, the stuffing. Yeah. So let's just do a duck roast, try this out and we'll have all the regular things. We did also end up having a chicken as well. Yeah. Just to, to just round it off. And it was delicious. Mm. You know, I, 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 fantastic for me yeah combination of everything the nut roast was interesting i'll say that for first it grew on me yeah. <laughs> it grew on me so if yeah. i was wondering about it try it why not live a little mm. but i mean no i was just gonna say i mean i don't think there's anything crazy about this and the only reason why we have turkey is just because it's a tradition isn't it you just have to have turkey but i think if we're all being honest turkey is not a great meat it's very dry and compared to like chicken or something like that, it's just not on that level. So I think, yeah, to, to replace turkey, I mean, it's a bold move because obviously, you know, the tradition is not, it's gone. But the, I mean, you're, I agree with your mother wholeheartedly that the other elements, the other vegetables and the stuffing and the pigs and milk and the other bits, for me actually, what Christmas is about, I don't really care about the meat. The meat's there and it? it's nice, it, you know, it has to be there. But for me, the other bits, the roast potatoes, oh, mm. can't, and, yeah, I know you don't like parsnips, but I'm a big parsnips fan. 
do you know what? And I've said that before. I've said I don't like parsnips, but I've I don't know what my mum did to them this year. Yeah. Outrageous. Oh wow. Unbelievable. You see, you haven't had the right parsnips. You got and, and, yeah, go and even Brussels sprouts are coming back into my life. My palate is just growing with age, you know, maturing <laughs> like a fine wine at the moment. I'm, I'm dabbling in everything here. Yeah. So hold on a bit then. If okay. So what was then this year? What was your okay this year? What was your favourite item that you you had this year? And is that normally the case over the years, or do you have a sort of long-lasting favourite? Pigs and blankets is my favourite. It's it's too easy to be the winner. Yeah. It's delicious. It complements everything. And then I'm going to say parsnips in a close second place alongside the roast potatoes. Mm. We're, we're there. I can't believe you said parsnips. That's, that's, your mum did a great thing. They were unbelievable. I, honestly, I might have to start selling them because they were that good. <laughs> well, you said on a couple podcasts ago you didn't like it. And obviously you saw how offended I was. So I'm happy I, that you've had a change of heart. I said that, you know, I'm willing to admit my mistakes in life sometimes. And that was one. Maybe I've just not had parsnips that are up to the standard. Well, there you but go. this yeah. Christmas Day, the 25th of December, 2020, my mind changed. OK, but you're saying pigs in blankets, just that's a, that's a champ. That's a heavyweight champ, undisputed, undisputed. Undisputed, heavyweight champion of the year, year after year. Okay. I mean, I, I disagree completely. But for me, stuffing is my, is, is my undisputed. Okay. okay. Endless stuff in the whole day and live my life happy. I mean, I don't dislike stuff in. Yeah. I do like it. I'm just saying, if it's year, if you're picking the heavyweight for me, the one that is, if I was like, this is not on the plate, I'm, I'm feeling some kind of way. Mm. It's the pigs. I mean, I don't mind pigs because I'm just not a massive fan of bacon, and it just kind of annoys me that there's bacon wrapped around it. I don't know. But I don't be yeah, I like that because I don't I don't hate them. For me, stuffing is just I put stuff in one and I'll I'll agree parsnips are up there and so are roast potatoes, but Yorkshire puddings can just can just be done. We don't have to ever have a Yorkshire pudding again in my household and I'll be happy. <laughs> That's disgusting again. I, I every time I hear it, I'm I'm even I'm almost lost for words. And I'm not but you know we're just gonna park it there. And I know it will it will come back up on another day. But for now we'll leave that. And we're gonna move on. So we've got we've got past lunchtime now. And this is the limbo. This is the limbo time. This is the, the equivalent of the Christmas break to New Year's gap on the Christmas day. Yeah. <laughs> How are you feeling this time? And we're not going, there's no travel this year. There's no family visits. We're all yeah. at home. Yeah. Usually the board games are, co- are coming out now. It, exactly. It's time. It's time to get competitive. Hopefully mm. we're keeping it PG. Not always happened. Not always happened in the Jersey household. I can tell you that one for a fact. But it's time to get, it's time to get gaming. It is something, yeah, yeah, I agree. It's time to get competitive. And what, like, go on. what games have come on on the cash app table today? I'll just set the stage and say that due to the Queen's Gambit, shout out to Netflix, chess has been played a lot in this household this year. I, I pulled out the attic the other day, Mastermind. Don't know if anyone remembers that. Now, this is not the TV Mastermind where mm. you go in and answer questions. This is the Mastermind where you select four colour pins and the opponent has 12 guesses to get the same, to match your four colour pins. And every time you they do a row, you either say you got it in the right spot in the right place, or you just got the right colour. Okay. So it's a game of deduction. It's an interesting one. The next one is Scrabble. It came out again. I've got some opinions on Scrabble this year. Um, Monopoly didn't touch the table. Monopoly did not make it. Mm. And also wrapped up on a gift was pointless. Mm. Also got some opinions on pointless. But what was on the table this year, Sunit? So actually, I mean, I, I think all of those games I have, we have played in the past. So I, I'm with you on those. But in terms of this year, we kept it real, real new. We normally go for Monopoly sometimes has come out. Um, we also normally go for like a scene. Have you ever played seen it? No. Okay, seen it back in the day was hard you used to get a video as well as the board game and basically at some questions you'd watch like a clip of like a, a movie scene you have to guess the movie or it'll be like a um a, a, a brain tease where it'll give you like a bunch of jumbled up words and you have to rearrange it to guess the movie title but it's all based around films and movies so like you've got you've got the video as well as the board game so it's a bit of tv a bit of board game 
incredible. That sounds sounds like the future. And you just reminded me because Elena brought something new that I thought is the future of board games. Whereas this one that you play, you you put it on through your computer, connect to the TV, but then everybody on their own phone logs in. Oh. And it's like a quiz, but you're answering the questions through your phone. You know, I'm gonna have to come back to the viewers with what the name of this. But it was unbelievable. It was sat back couch. Everybody sitting around like they're like they're just joining in on family fortunes. <laughs> well, that yeah, that is the future. You're 100 percent right. But seeing it was the original, so if that gets credit, you need to respect <laughs> respect your legends, all right? So yeah, seeing it was back in the day. This year, um, week and also sorry, a normal pretty typical game is have you ever played Taboo? Uh, not for a long time. Yeah. So basically, Taboo, you have like a, a word. And there's a bunch of other words that are synonyms of that word. And you can't say the word or those synonyms. We have to describe what it is. And you're yes. the first guess. It's like Heads Up. We were playing yeah. Heads Up on exactly. the, the Quick fire, yeah. quick fire. A very quick game. This year, we got we had some new ones there. My mum gave us, like, eat the, or me and my brother and sister each three new board games. One of them was dead. I'm not even going to talk about it. Irrelevant. Two of them were decent. One of them was, was basically like, um, oh, I can't remember what it was called. But it's like you have to rank. There's a card and it gives you like four answers. And it will say rank these in terms of earliest built to latest built. And it will be like Westminster Abbey or the Tower okay. of London. And you have to obviously rank them all. You've got a little um, a little slit where you put the rankings in and, you, and then you move across the board. So pretty simple, nothing nothing too crazy. But I mean, it gets the, gets the brain going. I'd say that's an early board game. Start off with that. Get your brain active, you know, just doing a bit of ranking. But then we played a game called Reveal, which mm. was a lot more of a brain teaser. Basically, it's either music, television, or film. Those are your three genres in, in this um, board game. And what you do, you roll, and if you land on the music um, box, you pick up a card, and you'd, you'd hide the card in a little slit, but you pull it out slowly. And the first time you pull it out, it gives you the first three initials of the, that song title. Yeah. And you have to try and guess the song. Yeah. You've got two guesses of 30 seconds to guess that song. If you don't do it, you pull out the second row of letters. And then you pull out the third, and so on and so forth. And again, if you do it in the first one, you get like three coins. If you do it in the second one, you get two coins. And you try and build up your coins to win the game, basically. And that was, listen, I recommend that. That was very good. Okay. I've played a variation. It sounds exactly the same. It's called something different. It's a team game. You do the same thing, except there's no genres. You create your own genres, but the same things are recycled every single time. And everybody has the option of first you give one clue, then you give the next clue. And then you can use those clues in the next round to describe it. It's good games. It's good games. But let me tell you some, um, go back to some pros and cons with, with, with the Christmas games. Yeah. Okay. Scrabble is now getting moved off my Christmas list games. <laughs> I mean, it was never on mine, I'll be honest with you. I, I, you know, it's been on there just because uh, it's, it, it's a nice word game. Mm. Now, me, me and Elena, we nearly got into a Christmas argument this year because <laughs> she has a way of playing in it, and so do I. Yeah. Now, viewers, tell me who's right and who's wrong. I'm going to put this one out into the world. Elena's someone... Okay, I'm going to give it. She's smarter than me. She's, she, she's probably got a bigger vocabulary than me, definitely, right? Probably definitely, what I'm saying. But <laughs> she's someone who likes to try the words. If she, if she thinks a word sounds like something, a two-letter word, she'll put it down there. The next minute we're checking our phones, Google. Oh, is this a word? A is this a word? To me, the whole game turns into who can search Google the best. <laughs> For me, the way you play Scrabble is what do you know? Hopefully you'll have a third adjudicator or someone else in which you could kind of reference and say, do you know what this word, can you explain what this word means to me? If you can't, you can't use the word. And so we had to park that one. And you know what, it's getting parked, because I didn't even enjoy Scrabble anymore. It's gone. It's, it's, a, it's a classic, but it's, for me, it's, it was done a long time ago, that game. It's gone. Mm. Chess, however, old time game, coming back into the world since the Queen's Gambit. It's a very good game. It's a very good game. I'm learning about it. Sadiq, what are you going to say? I was just going to say, it's funny you said that because chess has been talked about heavily this year. 
and it will be coming up in the Clash of Household next year. Mainly because, just as you said, Scrabble is leaving your board game selection. I think we are getting very close in the Clash of Household for, to scrapping Monopoly entirely. <laughs> Monopoly is obviously a crowd favourite. Every household plays it. It brings fights every single time we play it, especially in our household. They're always arguing. Definitely. We, we didn't play it on, on Christmas Day. We played it on Boxing Day. Yeah. However, me, my dad, my sister and brother played it, okay? And we basically decided that it is too much about luck to the point where strategy in Monopoly is 5% and it is 95% about luck. I disagree. The, okay, we played a game which was the most... My dad got so lucky that whole game. I disagree. Do you know what I'm hearing? What All I'm hearing coming out your mute mouth is excuses for why you lost. Let me tell you why it's not excuses. Okay. So all I'm going to tell you is it's excuses for why you lost. Because you know what all I'm hearing is that your dad played the game right and it seems like... Uh, did he win? He, yeah, he dominated, to be fair. He won. He dominated you. And, you know, th- th- this is what I've come to find out, that Mar- Monopoly is actually an exposer of many people. It's a great game that relates <laughs> to the business world. And and it does make tensions high. I, I, okay. On the record, I've yeah. made two, member, two members of Elena's family cry due to playing Monopoly. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah, I mean, it gets heated. Don't get me wrong. However, what about that game of strategy? What about it strategy? You roll a dice and it is so heavily based on what you roll, which everyone knows dice is the ultimate game of luck. So you're rolling a dice and it's so heavily based on what... But I had... I was unlucky. We play, well, we play a house rule where you can't buy on the first go round. Okay? Now, on the first go round... I'm getting low scores, low scores, low scores. My dad and brother have gone round twice before I've even got round to buying something. They are, they are almost getting sets, and I haven't even got a chance to buy anything yet. So where's the strategy in that? Where's the, okay, 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 okay. Let me just yeah, let me just slow it down, right? Let me tell you strategy. I'm not going to reveal my whole strategy because I'm coming in hot as a Monopoly player. If anybody wants it, let me know. I'm ready. Mm. But the main areas of strategy is understanding first the bigger picture. Too many people come into Monopoly thinking about, let me just buy this one, let me just buy this one, I'll try and create. You've got to be thinking a few steps ahead and you've also got to really take into consideration your opponents and the way they're thinking. And that's where the game of Monopoly really comes in. It's understanding your opponents, the way that they're going to buy, the way that they're most importantly going to trade. How can you make a trade with them? How can you work with them in order to find benefits for both of you? But ultimately... I agree. I agree that that, that's why I gave it 5% strategy. The only strategy, the only strategy in Monopoly is negotiation. How you trade with the people. That is the only strategy. And you mentioned the one thing about how some people go in there, they just buy whatever. That's what my dad did. My dad bought every single thing he landed on. Every single thing he landed and he bought, and every time he went round the board, he happened to land on another piece of that set again, and it, which is just pure luck. Now, don't get me wrong. Yeah, when you are negotiating and you are trading, of course there is there is skill in that, there is strategy in that, but that is always reliant on another person. It's a one-player game. Yet you're always reliant on another person in order to win. You can't actually fix a strategy just for yourself and put yourself in a better position if you're not landing on the right things. If I'm not landing on, a, on something that I can trade with, if I'm not landing on reasonable cards which I can actually do business with, I, for example, in that game, I just I just was not landing on anything I could do business with. I couldn't. I had nothing. I, I came I came in the game late because I was so slow around the board. And then when I got to the game, I had nothing really that could. My dad obviously had all the cards because he was landing on everything, but I had nothing that I could really get. I mean, I got into a decent position through just craftsmanship, but. <laughs> Again, I was never gonna win. I was never gonna I win. see I see your speech I see your speech increasing. I see it working you up to neat. And let's just park let's just park Monopoly here because yeah. I know it's taking you over. It's, it, it's, it's been fine you've been found out by your dad that he's he, he he's still the man of the house and he is he's teaching you lessons in the business world. You just describe yourself there, strapped in his box and unable to think outside of the box and how to win. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I see you trapped in the box. Okay, you see, you see, have no solution in anything to get out. We'll work on that. 
Okay. Let's say for people, for anyone, <laughs> anyone listening, if you want it on Monopoly, I can just destroy you, but I'm not going to feel good. I will not feel like that. I will not feel great about winning. Okay. It will not, it will we put not it out there again, people. There's, there's, there's now two. There's now two on the on the betting card for anybody who's ready to ready to come at it. The Ryan versus Sunit golf game is going to happen. Please put your money where your mouth is, everybody. Please do. I will be putting mine. Number two is is Monopoly. It might be all in one day's event. We might have to record it just so everybody can see this. But it's going to happen, okay? Yeah. Thank you. Like, that- yeah, it will happen. Like I said, I won't be happy when I win because there's no... no str- Chess is a different story, though. Chess is about strategy. Chess okay. is you have to think. I, mean, I want to get... I've told of the family have already... We've already discussed this. We're happy to go forward with chess in the future. It is a game about strategy. You actually have to think. You can actually get yourself out of a difficult situation. Okay. Use your skill. I'm excited. How much have you learned over this past Christmas on chess? So, so this is chess has been is being moved up, and it's now going into the roster for next year for you guys. Yes, yeah, definitely. Okay, that's great to hear. It, it moved up this year. It, it came in. It knocked out Connect Four by Connect Four. Enjoy playing you. It's just, it just doesn't have a, the longevity. Few games you're done. Yeah, we'll move on. I've learned the thing is, interestingly enough, my mum was watching the Queen's Gambit after me. Now, the first have you watched it? Firstly, I've watched a few episodes. I couldn't really get into it. If I'm being honest. Okay, well you should. Okay, you should. It, it's worth the watch. Now, the first time I watched it, I didn't watch it in any sense of chess. I know how to play chess by I understand the pieces. I don't understand strategy. Mm. The second time I was watching some of the episodes with my with my mom, I was seeing some of the moves and I was like, hmm, I've never done this before. That's weird. And so I started incorporating, not that I, I can't claim to understand anything, but it was making me think differently. And now that I'm playing it every, I play a game a day at the moment, slowly, 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 I probably need to pick it up and actually train myself, but Ooh. it's a good game, a lot of strategy involved. Attacking, defencing, is attack the best form of defence? Are you looking at the bigger picture? It's Ooh. a winner. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's no looking at this. It's all about skill and outthinking your opponent. And that is more a game where you have to think five steps ahead rather than roughly. That is more where you have to think, OK, if I do this, what's he going to do? And if he does that, what am I going to do? And, you know, you see, like, in the few episodes that I've watched of Queen's Gambit, you can see them thinking, all right, if I take, 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 he takes. And they just go, their mind's going at a million miles an hour. That is skill. Well there's, well, there's no Monopoly um, Netflix series yet, so I, c- I can imagine that, that's the reason why. But anyway, <laughs> we're coming to the end, and we, we need to get to the end of the day here. We, we've played the games, we've had the dinner, we've opened our presents. Mm. It's time to relax. We've picked up out a drink of a choice. The TV has gone on. Yes. Are you flicking to the BBC? Are you seeing the, across the, the basic channels what's on, getting that Christmas spirit from there? Or are you now moving to Netflix? Are you now picking something separate on Amazon Prime, a movie? Well, yeah. So, in I mean, we go straight for a movie. And now and again, we do have a little look on the TV channels and see if they're... Sometimes, you know, we, we don't really watch EastEnders, but we might want to watch the, the Christmas special. We've heard that it might be a decent episode, which we're weird like that. Like, even though we don't watch it throughout the year, we might want to watch the Christmas special. But as weird. Time, we're weird like that, yeah. But as time goes on, we, we do just settle down. OK, we're picking a movie now. Now, it does not matter where that movie comes from. Normally, we already have one in mind. It's normally like an epic superhero, Avengers, something like that. Then we just, loads of fight scenes, you know, just gets, you know, gets the energy going in the room. This year was a struggle, I'll be honest. We didn't have anything. We didn't come with anything this time. Because normally we try and pick a movie that's come out in the year and we, we watch it at Christmas. Now, obviously, there's not been that much that's come out this year. So we had to do a lot of search there. It took a good hour to get a film down. In the end, we went for escape room it's a decent film it's not amazing mm, it's all right it's, it was okay it's, i mean it's not a christmas i wouldn't recommend watching it on christmas maybe in your own time but because that was obviously a, a decent film but nothing special we then moved on to, to watching a bit of skyfall james bond which we've all seen it but you know it's a great movie so we just thought that would that would sign off the, the, the evening quite well that, that's a nice way i'm like that you recovered yeah i like yeah. that you recovered um, i'm sad that you spent an hour on christmas choosing and, and that's what we all fall victim to, especially now in the Netflix age. If you're not ready, if you're not prepared, be prepared to scroll. Yes. <laughs> be prepared. Factor that into the day's, the day's equation because you're going to be scrolling through. Mm. So 
we picked a movie. Um, I, I'll also say I wasn't terribly happy with the choices we made. But actually, I don't want to just pick on that one. I want to pick on some of the Christmas movies in general that I've watched this holiday season. And some of my favourites. Yeah. Now, my top Christmas movie of all time, mm. just going to go straight in there, is Love Actually. Yeah. Wow. Everybody, you heard that? Love Actually, Hugh Grant, amazing performance, year on, year out. <laughs> yes. It's a winner. Traditional British humour, great story, lovely sentiments, mm. surrounds itself around Christmas too. It's a winner. Watch okay. it every year. Okay, the next one that kind of is another Hugh Grant one. The Holiday's in there. I've watched The Holiday. The one with, um, is it Cameron? Yes, yeah, Cameron Diaz was in that. Whatever. Yeah. Christmas one, it's a nice one. Nice one to watch with the family just to get some good vibes. But let me tell you two new ones I've watched this year. Now, this first new one, which is an old movie, but the first time I watched it was The Grinch. Yeah, okay. Have you watched it? Of course I've watched The Grinch, yeah. Okay, well, it's my first time. Watched the animated version. Yeah. And my opinion, unfortunately, is that it's okay. It's okay. The storyline is not that great. Have you... Hold on a minute. You've only seen the animated one. I've only seen the animated one. Well, then you have no right to talk (laughs) even discuss The Grinch on the the airwaves. How dare you? How dare you come to this podcast and only talk about the animated one is nice, it's cute, it's more recent one. I'm telling you, watch the Jim Carrey one, which is not animated, and you your mind will be changed. Okay. You know what? Thanks for calling me out because I had this discussion with my family the other day. I said yeah. there is there is a different version of this. I yeah. may have watched it when I was a kid. I don't remember it at all. I can't yeah. find it. It wasn't on the streaming services. Mm. And because it's not on there. I'm not d- dashing out 3.99 to rent it for <laughs> Christmas, so I had to settle with the Grinch. That's now what's in my mind. I'm sorry, Grinch lovers. <laughs> the next new one I've watched is a Black Christmas movie. Came to our screens, animated version, and it's called Jingle Jangle. Okay. Watched it. I think I actually might have watched. Can't remember if I watched it on Christmas Day or Boxing Day. Mm. Great movie. Love the storyline. Nice, wholesome, heartfelt, good. And it was a musical. And you know what? I'm I'm not a musical person again. I I keep having these things of like, do I really want to watch a musical? People singing and dancing. Can we just get to the storyline? Can we stay on track? So the first 20 minutes, I watched it with a stink face. You know, my nose was raised. My lip was at the corner. I was like, what are we watching here? Wait the next hour and a half. The second musical scene came on. I started dancing. I was in. I was hooked. It's a, it's a must watch, people. Enjoy it. It's a really good one. You know, it might return next year. It might get brought up into the Christmas roster next year. Okay. Well, yeah. Sydney, talk us through yours. Yeah, well, first of all, I haven't seen that. I'll definitely be keeping that on. That sounds good. Um, I think, you, so you definitely, in terms of your favourites, you've, you've gone for the more r- romantic Christmas movies, The Holiday, Love Actually. Yeah. I appreciate that. For me, that's not where I think about Christmas. I go down the more comedic route. So for me, The Grinch is in there. I haven't actually seen the animated one, but I've heard that it's a little bit of a different storyline. It's a kid's movie. It's a kid's movie. And also there's not Jim Carrey. And Jim Carrey is The Grinch. I think for any Grinch lovers, they will know that Grinch is The Grinch. And that is a great movie. You will definitely... Let me come back to you. Let me come back to everyone in this one. I'm going to watch it before the next episode and just give you a quick recap of my opinion. I'll I'll hold hold my thought on that one. So, yeah, so that's definitely up there for me. Uh, And second, well, probably my favourite Christmas movie of all time, I would say is Elf. Again, I'm a more comedic, funny type of Christmas movie that's got an element of jokes and banter. I love Will Ferrell. And I just think that's a classic. And it gets me... It makes me laugh every single time I watch it. Do you know what? I love Elf too, yeah, and I, I think it is funny. I love Will Ferrell, but is that? Do you like that just because everyone says they like that, or is is everyone? I, I feel like it's such a bandwagon movie. Everyone just says. I mean, Elf. I, I, Elf. I don't know if people are actually considering each part of it. The thing about me when I'm watching Christmas movies, right? I'm not. I'm not. I've not got my normal movie hat on. I'm not thinking. Oh, I'm looking for twists and turns. It's a Christmas movie. It's got to be joyful. It's got to, for me. It's got to make me. It's got to be just an easy movie to watch. Now, Elf is just an easy movie. I can sit back, watch it. How you do it? It's not amazing. It's not an incredible movie, but in terms of Christmas and what it represents, 
I, I love Elf. I can watch it all the time, no doubt about it. Um, so yeah, that is probably my, my favourite. And then, no. I was, go on, sorry, what were you going to say? No, no, if you finish, you finish. I was just going to say, my, I would also throw in Home Alone as well. I do like a little cheeky Home Alone. Not all of them. I believe Home Alone 2 is, for me, probably my favourite. Or maybe Home Alone 1. Doesn't matter. But, but yeah, Home Alone, I'll give a little special shout out to as well. I'll say Home Alone is great too. And just for the recency effect of me not watching it yet this season, it's probably not creeped into my list. And it should. I should I should have got round to it. But I haven't. But anyway, ladies and gents, that's your episode number seven. Now, this is also the penultimate episode of season one. I hope you enjoyed it. Next week, we've got a big finish. Mm. Looking forward to it. Sunit will be will be closing out the year. Looking forward. Anything you want to say as you close out this block, this podcast? Just want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Hope everyone's had a good break, you know. And yeah, I'm ready for the next one. And it's been, you know what, it's been a pleasant season so far. I know this is not the last one yet, Ryan, but it's been an enjoyable first season. And we're coming with bigger and better things in season two. Thanks, folks. Have a great Christmas. Have a great Christmas, guys. <laughs>